0: This is the Build Your Path podcast, where we explore how people get into their careers in the built environment. Today's guest is Amy Rock. Amy was our 2021 Pathway Award MCCEI Educator of the Year. Amy is the Instructional Specialist for Career and Technical Education at Prince George's County Public Schools. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shapiro and Duncan, Build the Lifestyle You Deserve. Welcome one into the Build Your Path podcast. Uh, My name is Matthew Pine and my guest today.
1: Hi, I'm Amy Rock. I am an instructional specialist with the Department of Career and Technical Education for Prince George's County Public Schools. And part of my work is to work with our construction and development students and teachers and to manage all of our apprenticeship initiatives.
0: Great, Um, so Amy, we're uh, very pleased to have you on the show today.
1: Great, thank you so much. I'm excited, this is my first podcast.
0: Oh, great. Awesome. Um, so you just gave us a little bit of an introduction. Um, do you want to say, you know, how long you've been in education or with um, Prince George's County?
1: Um, it's been nine years now going mm-hmm. into my ninth here with Prince George's County Public Schools. But I've been in education for much longer than that. Uh, not going to say exactly how long, uh, but yep. more than a couple decades um, and started out as a classroom teacher. And, you know, after 17 years in the classroom, I moved to central office positions and have just been continuing to grow in ways um, that I, you know, that I can help students. You know, the, the goal continues to be whether you're in the classroom or in central office, that the students come first. And so being able to reach a broader audience of students um, and formulate some partnerships that are going to benefit them is, is really what my work is about right now.
0: Great. Um, so, talk about you know some of the passion that you have for your job. Obviously, you've been in, been uh, most mo- most of your life, you've been in education. So,
1: yeah, I like to say that I've been in education since I was five years old, kindergarten, <laughs> and I just never left. Yep. Um, and part of that is one just a love of learning. You know, on a personal level, I love learning. I love mm-hmm. school. Um, I love new things. But working on the education side, it really is about for myself personally having a purpose Um, you know i'm a kind of person who who needs a purpose in my life i need to know that what i'm doing is making a difference is somehow improving things around me and my community whether that be for one individual student whether that be for our school system Um, that's just kind of what my drive is and in this position it's really about working to help students Find a career path for them that they're excited about, a career path that is more than a job that is going to allow them to to build a family, allow them to to participate within their community uh, and allow them to really see their own growth potential. So that's really what gets me going every day is going out and being able to still work with kids and and see all of the great things that they're capable of doing.
0: You know, I did want to say uh, congratulations again for winning the MCCI Educator of the Year award. Um, you were the only person to win. Uh, actually, received two nominations, so clearly your work is important.
1: Well, and and I appreciate that from those who did do the nominations. Um, and mm-hmm. and I want to make very clear that it is a team effort. Um, it is our business partners. It is our teachers. It is our mm-hmm. staff. Um, so I, I accept it on behalf of of the whole team uh, yeah. for what we do.
0: And I know uh, another finalist was James Palomacki. who's also with um, Prince George's County. Um, talk more about the uh, CPS Student Built House Initiative.
1: Right. And that's where Jim works. And yeah. Jim does a fantastic job with that. So I do want to give a shout out to Jim. Um, our student built house has been around since 1981. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that Prince George's County um, has been working on this project for that long. We have a foundation who supports us called the Foundation for Applied Construction Technology for Students, and they are our financiers. Um, They oversee that project, they buy the land, they they work on the costs, working out the budget, and we've built over 40 houses so far. And Jim, Jim Palomacki and Kirk Stifler are our site-based coordinators. They are the ones who are out managing that project every day uh, with our students. And how it works is from the foundation up. Uh, Our students who are in our construction trades programs build that house. Uh, We have programs in carpentry, HVAC, electrical, masonry, and plumbing, and those students come out from their classrooms, put them on the bus down to the house, and they build the house. And we have expanded out over the past few years to include also students from our IT programs who come in and work on the low-voltage security systems. We have our construction design management students who come out and are able to kind of experience the the build live, you know, instead Mm -hmm. of seeing the drawing so that they can kind of see the difference between what you put into the computer program and and what actually comes out. Um, And they've designed some different pieces as far as um, balconies and and decks and things for us. And then our interior design students actually come in and help stage. So we, we bring in as many different groups as we can to the process and then we put it on the market. And our current house this year um, is now under contract for $500,000.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool to see, like bringing in the different factions. Cause there's so many different occupations that go into building a house and, and construction and, and all of that. So, I mean, that's, that's really important to show. Um, talk a little bit about the Apprenticeship Maryland program that you guys have uh, partnered with, instituted.
1: Yeah, I'm going to actually back up a little bit on that because our first apprenticeship program, um, we started in the district mm-hmm. to, to grow our own. Mm-hmm. Um, we had set up a, a registered apprenticeship with our building services department for our construction trade students because we were having difficulty staffing those positions. And so we figured, let's let's take our students, um, put them into an apprenticeship. And then be able to grow our own employees who will stay with us in those positions. So those students come to us in 11th grade, you know, mm-hmm. as part of our construction programs, um, go through an interview process and, and an application process, and then begin working with us the summer of their junior year. And at the once they graduate and they have their certifications in level one and level two in their trade, um, they can be hired full time. And then we continue their apprenticeship. And so they continue their apprenticeship with Prince George's County Public Schools with our building services department. We continue to pay for their education until they get their journeyman's license. And so that's where it kind of started for us Mm -hmm. uh, was with that registered apprenticeship that was our own. And when we were presented with the Apprenticeship Maryland program, um, it works in a similar way in that employers outside of Prince George's County Public Schools come in and choose our students to be youth apprentices meaning they have 150 hours of related instruction while they're still in high school
0: mm-hmm. and
1: 450 hours of on the job training oh. so the employer you know the students get credit they get high school credit for this but they also get that earn and learn option with the employer to actually mm-hmm. really test out the trade test out the the field in the career and We came to that for the same reason that we did our registered apprenticeship, in that when you look at in the trades, the trades are comfortable with apprenticeship. They know what it is. We've been using it for hundreds of years Mm -hmm. um, as the model for apprenticeship. But we know that the attrition rates in traditional apprenticeships are high. We know that today the average age of a first year apprentice is getting closer to 26 or 27 years old. Wow. And so Mm -hmm. you're missing about 10 years Mm -hmm. of worker productivity. You're relying on that model. And so part of Apprenticeship Maryland is to recruit younger, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to work with these employers and let them see the benefits of let's, you know, let's put them in this program while they're still in school. Let's let them try it out. Let's let you try them out. And hopefully we will then be able to recruit in students who, who really are passionate about it, who've tried it, they like it, they want to continue. And so when they move into that traditional apprenticeship after they graduate, they're more likely to stay. And so we see this kind of as a win-win on both sides. You can tap into that recruitment um, at a much younger age and our students then also get that experience. So if they wanna stay in the trade, they've already got a path, and if they decide they don't, then neither side has done that investment into that traditional apprenticeship um, or you know, funding into college or things that they then have to back out of. So that's kind of the premise of what we do.
0: And actually, um, that's great. One of your nominations mm-hmm. came from um, somebody over at MCA of Metro Washington. Um, talk about that partnership and what it entails.
1: They have been fantastic. Um, you know, everybody you talk to, you will know that this past year has been a remarkable challenge um, with the whole virtual school. And yeah. so the Mechanical Contractors Association, um, Bellow, Hannah Inman, um, their whole team, and including the contractors and, and the unions that that they represent, stepped up beyond any expectation we had. Yep. um you know they just they came through in in unimaginable ways in that um on the youth apprenticeship side it really was how do we how do we move these kids into these positions you know whether mm-hmm. it's while they're in high school or when they graduate MCA is assisted with both mm-hmm. um, in fact our first student signed for youth apprenticeship is with um, an MCA associated contractor Uh, And so we're super excited about that. And they've also hired our students when they graduate. But where they really, really came through for us this year was with the virtual experience. Obviously, our students can't do anything hands on. Um, They're not in their classrooms. They can't actually, you know, get the nail guns. They can't do the soldering. They can't do those things. Mm -hmm. And we had multiple contractors with MCA who came through and did live demos with our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, they did shoots from rooftops they did shoot from training facilities Mm -hmm. Um, they walked them through processes you know they did full presentations and so they really stepped up and were able to help those students even if the students couldn't do it themselves actually see what it looked like in in the real world and so that was a great benefit to us
0: yeah and you you kind of just lead me into my next question here is you know with it being so challenging this past school year, you know, other than, you know, relying on your partners, what else did you do to navigate the virtual experience?
1: A lot of it really was like, learn real fast. Yeah. <laughs> we had to, you know, in, in career technical education programs, the whole idea is hands-on. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do when that hands-on piece disappears? And right. so teachers had to pivot really quickly to to finding, you know, both these partnerships where they could do the live demos. Kirk and Jim at the student-built house did a fantastic job of shooting video and doing live feeds and answering questions as things were being built. Um, and it really just came down to how can we support these students whose lives have been upended, um, who beyond the challenge of virtual school may have other things happening due to COVID within their families, and just really being able to support their students through the process and finding ways to keep them engaged, finding ways to make sure that they were still supported and finding ways to make sure that they still saw that what they were doing, even though it was different than what they had expected, could still have a benefit for them.
0: Great, and um, as, a, as a wrap up for you, um, I know this was a big piece of your your nomination. And then when we talked uh, during the award ceremony, um, what do you or even, you know, Prince George's County Public Schools as a whole um, do to encourage marginalized or non-traditional students to join the built environment?
1: Well, one, it's important to look at our demographics. Uh, mm-hmm. Prince George's County is, you know, majority African-American and Hispanic. So mm-hmm. that that's our demographic to begin with. Right. And so making sure on the partner side and those who we bring into our classrooms that our students see themselves represented is number one. Sure. Um, you know, being a being a woman, you know, if, if I walk onto a construction site and I don't see any women, you know, even if they say we're, we're non-discriminatory, we want women, we're trying to recruit women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really making sure that our students feel seen. Mm -hmm. in these environments. So making sure that people we bring into the classrooms look like our kids, Mm -hmm. um, have experience with our kids, um, and giving those partners that opportunity to interact with our kids. Because a lot of adults are, you know, maybe their own teenage experiences are a little afraid of teenagers. Uh, They don't know quite how to deal with them or what to do with them. And Mm -hmm. so providing that opportunity for them to come together And as far as non-traditional with our programs, obviously women are underrepresented in the construction trades. Um, So a lot of our recruitment efforts go towards young girls, um, you know, and and making sure that they can see themselves in this environment, holding events. And this is where our partners again come in, holding events where we can focus on girls. We bring in the women in construction, you Mm -hmm. know, who, who do the trades themselves, but also all of those related jobs as well. You know, if you're talking about estimators or project managers, um, you know, there's so much in the build environment that they can be doing, um, even if they don't want to, you know, swing a hammer. And so we're very proud of the fact that amongst our apprentice students, we have about 20% female participation. That's great. Um, which is is above the average, but, um, you know, we're still aiming for that 50% at least. So.
0: Yeah, I, that's, that's great because, you know, still the construction industry still reflected less than, I think it's 10% women in the industry. So 20%, you know, we're, we're getting there. So that's great news. Um, thank you so much, Amy, for joining the show. I wanted to give you just a second to plug anything. If, you know, if there's any Prince George's County um, students listening, any resources, a website they can go to for more information?
1: Well, our website is the name is way too long for anyone to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage them to go to our Twitter, which okay. is P G C P S C T E, CTE, which will provide all the links and all of the information to get to our websites. Sure. Um, and really just to be kind of looking out for us as we start our recruitment efforts in the fall and to our business partners and those out there who are saying, you know, is, is apprenticeship really something I wanna do? Um, and not just in construction in any field. Um, you know, start start thinking about it. You know, how are your efforts right now working for you? You know, are your mm-hmm. efforts working for you? Are there things that that we could help you with? Um, we have over thirty programs in CTE, so we probably have a good match. <laughs> so, so, so I encourage you know business partners in the you know in the Prince George's area in Maryland in DC. Um, you know, to take a look at apprenticeship options, mm-hmm. um, whether it be with us or with, you know, surrounding counties in D.C., there are great programs out there and lots of people who are willing to work with you and support you.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Amy, for uh, for joining us. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you so much for having me.
0: If you want to learn more about Build Your Path podcast or the built environment overall, go ahead and visit buildyourpath.org. Another big thank you to our guest, Amy Rock. From Prince George's County Public Schools. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Shapiro and Duncan. Hojo Path podcasts are produced by the Maryland Center for Construction, Education, and Innovation. I'm Matt Pine. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.